Welcome to Books on My Mind. Please join us as we review another phenomenal book. Hey, Maviva, my friend, how are you today? Hey, I'm good, thanks, and yourself? Good, good, very good. Um, I can't complain. I am happy that uh, we managed to get together again to do what we love most, at least one of the things that we love most. So with that said, um, maybe if we can just check in, uh, how are you? What state of mind are you in right now? Uh, what's going on in your world that you'd like to share? Hmm. So it's end of the year. Um, the kids just finished writing their exams. Actually, today uh, was the last day. So I'm very happy for them. As you know, my daughter is a teenager, so her exams are pretty intense. I know she's mm. a very hard worker. So these past few weeks have been, you know, really testing and demanding. So I'm glad that it's finally mm. over. Um, so mm. now we're just mm. looking to wrap up the year school-wise and I cannot help but think about the holidays and mm-hmm. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> and yeah, and also about, oh, what did we achieve this year? Like there's so much going on, mm. uh, but it's all positive. I think um, I've been in a very positive space. I've been working mm. a lot <laughs> because also mm. when the year wraps up like this, you know, there's the loose ends that you kind of want to, tie in and get in place um, and have Mm. done yeah I've been keeping away from bad news as usual Mm -hmm. trying not to watch too much uh, news and Mm. I've been enjoying the watching the world cup that's been great it's been a great family thing you know to watch uh, and cheer and scream it's been awesome (laughs) it's been awesome my friend yeah how about you what have you been up to Oh, I'm all right, man. I really can't complain. I think similar to you, uh, the kids are busy with their exams. Um, yes, my eldest is also a teenager and he's still busy with his exams. He's only finishing mm. next week. So, um, yeah, so the focus, uh, mm. I guess, becomes that at this time of the year. But we have actually managed somehow to to get into the festive mode already somehow you know we've got our our lights up already i noticed your trees trees up up already i love christmas oh my goodness i was like is it okay to start decorating now (laughs) we started much earlier this year and somehow you know it just brings that whole vibe yeah it does up um, yeah, so while they're still busy doing the exams, I just, I can't help but feel like um, having the lights and the trees and everything just helps them look forward to the holidays and they're not as, um, you know, as, how can I say, is it somber? Mm, yeah, I see, just fun. to uplift the spirits, yeah. Uplift the spirits, yeah, so, so we're good, we're good in that way. I like that, that I like that, yeah. Okay. And uh, in terms of like what's happening out there, um, what have you been, uh, I don't know, watching or looking at or not wanting to look at? (laughs) You know, I haven't, I've been also busy with my assignments, believe it or not. Uh, So I haven't Oh my gosh, how is that going? Yeah. Oh my (laughs) goodness. Don't even ask. I don't know why we study. 
when we are so much older it's just it's really <laughs> it's hectic hard. yeah it's yeah. so hard it's so hard it's really hard so um what did i watch lately that i like i can't even you know i think it's just like trash tv that you're just really trying to distract yourself <laughs> Well, you know what? There is this really awesome uh, show on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Peripheral. Okay. I really like it. You're going to love really? it. Uh, I will yeah, it's it. sci-fi. It's like my kind of thing. Like, I really yeah. love it. It's sci-fi. It's in the future. And it's yeah. all about how people in the future live um, inside a simulation. So it's like gaming, uh-huh. right? So you put in this um, gear and you are in this virtual world. And a lot of people spend a lot of time in the virtual world, like Mm -hmm. in that movie, like as you. But now the nice twist there is that when something happens to you there, it actually affects you. Uh, it's you there's know, so I've many twists there's so I've many twists feeling, but anyway yeah yeah okay. so you must well, check it out I'm, what, I'm loving it trash t- let me oh no definitely <laughs> definitely I'll check it out I'll check it out <laughs> so you will laugh when I tell you what trash tv for me is it's literally watching cartoons I say <laughs> ah that's not I... trash my friend <laughs> I, I make no and and you <laughs> that stuff is spiritual it's good it stuff is. it really is it is you know uh but i suppose i'm calling it trash because i'm all i'm always the one to watch all these serious things you know my family gets so sick of you they're like oh <laughs> come on can't you watch something that's just a bit lighter mm. <laughs> <laughs> so my alternative is cartoons but this one i just can't recall the exact name of um the series but it's a it's an adult cartoon and it talks about conspiracy theories and <laughs> gosh, I must remember what the name is, but it's so funny. It is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's looking, obviously it's, it's American based, but um, they talk about conspiracy theories mm. and they sort of make you uh, believe that a lot of them are not really conspiracies, you know, they are actually... Mm. Uh, real but obviously if you put it in a cartoon just by mere fact of it being a cartoon you're not gonna yeah. take it down. but when you listen <laughs> you're like hmm, what if, what if? <laughs> <laughs> i'm enjoying it i'm really enjoying oh, okay it. <laughs> please remember the name i would love to check it out i will i will hopefully before the end of this uh, the episode <laughs> no worries no worries <laughs> And so the next question is, what have you been reading or listening to? Because, yeah, not for this book, I decided to listen to it. So I don't actually have the book itself. So can you tell us what we're reviewing today? (laughs) Sure. We are reviewing. So outside of Atlas of the Heart, like I said, because of assignments and everything else, I have not been uh, serial reading as I usually do. I've just literally focused on this book. Good for you. So, um, like you also mentioned, I also uh, listened to it. Uh, yeah, it just felt easier. So, we are reviewing a book by Brene Brown, the famous hey. themed Brene Brown. Her latest book called The Atlas of the Heart. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So, have, you, have you seen the hardcover in the bookshop? Not in the bookshop. I saw the cover on the on Audible. I actually noticed. Okay, the actual physical book yeah. looks like 
an album like it's thick and it looks big it's okay. like a book you would see in um like in lord of the rings or something it's got that like the red really? is deep the gold is gold wow. It looks like a good um, encyclopedia. It looks like a beautiful oh, copy to have. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have it. Uh, it. It looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think it's in line with the content of the book, mm. uh, like a little Bible of explaining all the different emotions. I mean, she covers yeah. about 87 of emotions and incredible. gives us words for things. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. Yeah, so wow. I mean, when you asked me about the cover, I thought you were talking about the heart. Oh. Uh, so when I was saying I noticed the heart, you know, that she, she had literally the heart shape on the cover. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look out for it. I mm. haven't seen the heart copy. Nice. So the book uh, called Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience. That's how mm. she... That's how she tags it. Yeah. Uh, so in this book, uh, Brene takes us on a journey through 87 of the emotions and experiences that define what means to be a human. Yeah. As she maps the necessary skills and actionable framework for meaningful connection, she gives us the language and tools to access a universe of new choices and second chances. A universe where we can share and steward the stories of our bravest and most heartbreaking moments with one another in a way that builds connection. Um, and I felt that a lot in the book. It's all about mm. connection. Yeah. Uh, it's all about being able to communicate what we are feeling. Or firstly, to just have words just for your own self. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, to enable me to tell you how my day was today yeah. in its complexity, right? Um, yeah. And with clarity so that you can say, oh, actually, that's how I felt yesterday. You know, mm. really, that's what it's all about. Um so over the past two decades, uh, Brown's extensive research into the experiences that make us who we are has shaped the cultural conversation and helped define what it means to be courageous with our lives. Atlas of the Heart draws on this research as well as on Brown's singular skills as a storyteller. She's an amazing storyteller. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the style she used uh, in the Audible. I don't know if you noticed, like she would really take you along and mm. with her words like build a picture for you because mm. it's so different when you're reading the book yourself and when someone is mm. is like reading it to you mm -hmm. so it's i love how yeah i love what she did like she would repeat certain things and say yes. i don't think you got this i'm gonna yep. repeat it you know <laughs> um i thought that was really thoughtful um yeah. that was really thoughtful of her so that's the summary of the book um just to give you an idea and yeah, I'm happy to just get into it. I can't wait to find out uh, from you, firstly, why did you choose this book in particular? Um, what, made it what made it stand out uh, for you? Yeah. You know, I'll be very honest. Um, I think you and I both are like, really 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 big fans of Brene Brown just yes. as as a person and as a researcher and as just you know an author um, we've we've been following her and we have most of her books and personally I was really just excited that wow Brene has another book 
<laughs> and it's called mm. Atlas of the Heart. And I think you told me about it. I think this is another book that you um, you told me about of hers. And you were really excited. I think you had started reading it. And, I did, um, actually. <laughs> yeah, already then. Uh, so when we were doing our shortlisting, uh, because I trust your judgment, and it is Brene Brown after all, uh, <laughs> we agreed that, no, there's no way we cannot um, shortlist the book to be part of the books that we're going to be reviewing in the second season. So, mm. yeah, I mean, honestly, before reading it, I had not even gotten a chance to to check what it's about, but I was pleasantly oh, wow. surprised. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised and how relevant it it was. Yeah, and how it, it naturally linked to, yeah, to some of the topics that we have already covered, some of the conversations that we've already had. Yeah, so for me, in, in, in a nutshell, that's how I got to agreeing to, to, to us having to review this book. Okay. No, that's great. I think my reasons are very similar to yours. One, it's Brene Brown. <laughs> Two, it gives us language to our emotions. And mm. I'm, I'm trying to learn this so that I can empower my kids to use that language to explain what's going on. Because yeah. I feel that's kind of a big missing gap. Mm. Uh, so you can only be happy or sad. Those are the only two emotions that I don't know, like they are so limited, the ones they teach them at school, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, Maviva, um, can you talk to concepts that you found um, interesting as you were reading and those that really had a big impact uh, on you? And, mm. I mean, generally those that hit you hard. So in this book, uh, Brene is sharing research results um, and she's taking us through each and every emotion, right? And giving it words uh, and giving it like a, a description of what it feels like and what it doesn't feel like, what it looks like and what it, it doesn't look like that she prepared. So now you even have pictures, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that help you understand, okay, what's the difference between all you know, like being in awe of something yeah. versus wonder, you know, when you see something and yeah, you feel the sense of wonder. Mm. So I think overall, it's hard to say which part hit the most because it really feels like a library, like a, a, what, a dictionary um, mm. of words and emotion and knowing what the, what is it not uh, and how and how uh, you can use it to understand what's going on inside. Mm. So it was good to know uh, the difference between what is it to belong and to fit in, because those two yeah. things are two opposite things. So remember I, I had mentioned before that one of the big reasons I wanted to read this book was so that I can help my kids with language. Mm -hmm. Sure. To explain yeah. these things that are happening. And I found this one of belonging and fitting in specifically mm -hmm. was so mm -hmm. important. Why? Because, um, yeah, I think, you know, we can go through some experiences like um, where we kind of feel like we are not welcome or we feel like we are outsiders or we are not fitting in. So, yeah. and I think the whole question about, you know, where do you draw the line between 
being your authentic self and saying, I don't want to do that. I'm not feeling it. Or mm -hmm. choosing to say, you know what? Uh, these guys are not going to be my friends if I don't do this type of thing. Yeah. So I found that was really, really um, helpful. Yeah. So I've, so there's a thing that I've quoted here just with regards to the belonging versus fitting in uh, idea that mm -hmm. says true belonging needs us to be more ourselves than act like others but people need to feel they are spiritually connected so we mustn't sacrifice who we are so when you don't sacrifice who you are you will feel like you are belonging but if you mm -hmm. don't then you feel like you are fitting in because mm -hmm. you want to be like someone else and that was really powerful I remember yeah. that part. I remember that part. Yeah. So what jumped out for you, my friend? Um, yeah. So first and foremost, I mean, Brene is just absolutely amazing in how she structures her work. You know, uh, two things for me, you can definitely see her research background coming through and, and her nerdy side, which I also can relate to. I mean, obviously not at her level, <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> things that excite her that uh, I'm like, yeah, she's a nerd. Uh, but first and foremost, I just want to talk about the structure of the book. I cannot imagine any other way to talk to emotions like how she structures the actual chapters themselves, you know. Mm. Um, she She literally... All the, all the chapters are structured um, in a way of talking to how, well, I'll just call it like how she's put it in the book, honestly. She says places that we go to, right? And obviously, it's places that we go to from an emotional standpoint, okay? So each chapter tells you that Generally, these are the places that we go to for, for example, chapter one says places that we go to if we feel uncertain, places that we go to for chapter two when we compare. Um, I'll jump to chapter eight, places that we go to when we fall short. So I really, uh, I was intrigued and I, was really, I, I thought that was really genius how she structured um, each chapter and mm. then fitted the 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 emotions that spoke to that uh to that chapter i thought that was really really genius. very well structured really, yeah. very very well and structured like, you know can you imagine doing like an intense research right sure. so you've got all this data and numbers and then on the other hand it's like how do i make this consumable uh oh. to ordinary people out there and yeah. i think that's the magic that she was she was it's, able to create yeah. I was just clapping just as I was reading. I was like, wow, that I give her 10 out of 10, you know. <laughs> and then um, in terms of which emotion um, stood out for me when she addressed was the emotion of grief. You know, I, I, I remembered a conversation that we had with Tombozi and I, I feel like this is such a beautiful natural flow from some of the conversations that we've had. And specifically to the conversation that we had with the Tombozi about grieving um, when she left her home, uh, her home in Zambia, coming to South mm -hmm. Africa, and how she had to grieve the woman that she was. 
to to the new girl that she found herself you know the unknown mm. place the unknown girl that she found herself being in south africa so um i think that part you know grief we usually limited to to grieving when somebody has passed on in our life you know but in this book i really appreciated that renee did the research the thorough work into all the things that we grieve, you know? And I really was deeply touched um, at how, as a society, we, we tend to just move really, really traumatic experiences uh, because we, we don't have the know-how, we don't have the skill of holding or managing or regulating ourselves against other people's difficult emotions, you know? So when she went into the emotion of grief, I appreciated how, and I felt so guilty and I felt so sad at the same time. She spoke to how as a society, we are so quick to move on from situations as an example, when somebody has been raped. I remember she spoke about rape and how, um, you know, after the case is done and even if the perpetrator has been found and sentenced, we expect that person to just move on. You know, you must be happy whoever did this to you. Um, they in dealt jail with. now. Mm. Yeah. Now you can move on. We move mm. on. Gosh, you know, I felt so sad that don't realize that the person that went through that traumatic experience will never be the same. Right? Mm. Number one. Number two, um, even in the in the therapy that one gets, it's usually specific to the incident. But she broadened it to talk to the reality of you losing a certain part of yourself through that experience. And that will never come back. It'll never come back. You will never be the same person after such an experience. And I think that's why you'll find a lot of people that's been through traumatic experiences end up becoming, uh, falling into depression later in the year or in their life, um, becoming suicidal because they were forced to almost go back to being whoever they were quickly, you know, after that incident. So the grief part of the book really had me thinking. It got me really hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think there's a part there about... You know, when you're being told, okay, stuff your emotions and move on. I think that can put you in a very lonely place because now you're carrying this thing that no one wants to acknowledge or talk about and you're being forced to kind of just march and smile, you know, uh, move on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That makes me really sad. So, you know, um, it was interesting to learn um, that loneliness is such a serious social threat. Mm. So I never I never realized this so much, but there are studies and research uh, that's being done that shows that loneliness in the world is becoming a serious problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I've seen such studies as well. Yeah, no, definitely, Maviva. Sorry if I cut you off. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. Um, and so also I think the 
The beauty of the book is that Brene does draw a lot from other researchers and other people who have done work in each of these different emotions. Maybe a doctor would say smoking may uh, increase your chances of death by a certain percentage. Yeah. Say by, I don't know, 2% or by 10% uh, or not eating healthy can reduce your life by so much. So studies were done. Um, So I want to start like from the small one to say uh, living in a polluted place, whether it's air pollution, water pollution and all that, um, it can increase your chances of death by 5%. So that's Mm. your odds of dying. Obesity increases your odds of dying by 20%. Mm. Okay. And loneliness Sorry, I've got all these flies. Can you hear them? I'm so I could sorry. hear that one. It's so bold. It wants Can to say, hear? oh, Lord, I wonder whose soul is that. Oh, Can Lord. I just doom it, honestly, because I hate <laughs> It I'm wants to say something. <laughs> ah, Divile, if fly, it contributed. <laughs> Please don't say souls in flies, because I don't like this. <laughs> I kill these things. We need flies for the ecosystem. So, outside of our homes, please. Anything. Mm. Else. <laughs> so, what do I do? Can I just doom it? Because you're going to hear it's it. It's gone now. Audio. Is it not gone? That's going to come back because it's so stubborn. <laughs> Can I just keep the doom? Here? Go. Yeah. Get it. Okay. Get, yeah. Get it. Yeah. But my. Ibui is so nervous. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, that day is so big. Can you hear the dogs? I can. I'm doing a little shouting. Bugs and dogs. It's that African podcast. Oh, Lord, yeah. Hi there. I hope you are enjoying the conversation so far. Catch the next episode where we continue unpacking the concepts.